Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Hello, my friends. Uh, I'm excited to bring a new podcast episode to you this week. I want to talk more about healthy living. Uh, I asked a question recently on my Facebook page, and I really loved the responses. So I thought, why not turn this into a podcast? And I think when I think of healthy living, I have my definition, and everyone else has their definition of healthy living. But there's aspects that are more important to some people than other people. And so I just want to share the responses. I thought they were super interesting. Again, the question was, what one thing do you feel has the biggest impact on your mental health? So uh, one of the first people said, um, the woman next to me knocked my can of tomato juice all over my lap in the five-hour flight I'm currently on. Fortunately, this will pass. And, you know, I thought that was an interesting, of course, that was the first comment. Um, what is the big, big impact on your mental health? And it sort of is a story, but at the same time, it's like, well, fortunately, this will pass. I really like her attitude because for some people, they might respond and they may get really angry and things like that. But for her, um, she was able, she's like, this just happened to me, but I'm fortunately, I know this will get, you know, I'll get through. So maybe she laughed about it. Um, obviously, things around us and our surroundings affect our mental health. So that was just an interesting First comment, boom, right on there. Uh, The next thing I have was somebody said a good workout or a run and then a bath. I like that because, yeah, a good workout has a huge impact on your mental health. And that is a particular go-to, obviously, for this person. Uh, Another one was my relationship with my Savior. And there's a tapping into that spiritual component of health. Uh, That can be very, have a big impact, obviously, on this person. Uh, another one was time to myself to be with my own thoughts. Um, I like that one because I can relate. I have a little bit of social anxiety, so I kind of limit some of my social interactions. Although I love people, I just need time to myself. I enjoy like kind of mulling over what my day was about and things like that. So I think that's really important for obviously that person too. So you know, as I was reading through these responses, I thought, you know, I can't, I know these people. And so I can kind of see their personalities in it. And I think everyone has sort of different personalities or different things that they, you know, resonate or make them feel healthy. So I, it was just interesting to see what, what came up in their mind. And, and I think if we ask the same question to the same group of people today, we may get a different answer based on what they're feeling or what's happening in their life right now. So, um, but time to myself, yeah, absolutely a great thing for mental health. Another thing, another person responded with lack of sleep. So that does have a big impact on health. If you aren't awake enough to function well, absolutely will have a big impact on your mental health. Um, another one, your day, her daily workout, uh, when she skips her daily exercise, she totally notices a difference in her attitude and personality. I would say that's hundred percent. And I don't even think that's, um, just something we're like mentally doing. I think it's actually a physical, obviously it's physical running and stuff, but there's like different chemicals that our body releases when we exercise. So it immediately makes you feel better. So if you're ever feeling down in the dumps, and I tell people this, so like, do we always have time to go and on a run or when we're feeling down, can we just leave work? Not necessarily, but can we close our office door and 
pump out 10 push-ups and like feel automatically better? Yeah, I think I do anyway. I guess it depends on how much you struggle with push-ups. But maybe you could do something like squats, air squats, or jumping jacks. It, it always energizes you and makes you feel better because there's actual physical changes in your body, the chemicals. You know, I was listening to a podcast and I know I've shared this with some of the people I'm life coaching, but your your the feelings that you feel with any emotion only last about 90 seconds those the chemicals response to anything and so you can wait it out 90 seconds and feel better um that goes for anything you can change that in a, in and it's up to you to decide so um just some thoughts there um one person commented just keep swimming and i i like that cuz it it indicates i i always think of dory right in my head right i hope you do too but that you know that go to and keep going and just keep one step in front of the other that's kind of what I think when I hear that phrase and I think that's very very good with mental health because there are some days you found filled down in the dumps and you just keep moving through that day because the sun will shine eventually right the rainbow comes after rain is what I like to say and so a lot of times it is just keep swimming putting one foot in front of the other getting through that moment or day it's like running a race you often feel like oh you know I'm only one mile in my marathon and I feel like I'm really dead right how how am I going to do 25 more miles right but a lot of times it's just getting through that moment to the next moment and you're fine and you can do great you you just keep keep going forward keep just keep swimming so I really liked what Mikkel had to say there all right um another one you must feel you have control over your own life never be 100% dependent on someone else this is such an interesting concept um recently I was talking with one of the athletes I coach and we're talking about this concept and I think there's an element of we're all somewhat interdependent you know you guys know I love to watch that alone show I was kind of on a kick for a while there and you know the one thing that often made them leave is this isolation and we know that isolation is never really that very good for you and so I think sorry about that that was my printer making noises (laughs) anyway um but we talked about that and I you know, in some ways, if you're trying to become completely dependent or independent, I think that's probably, I don't, wouldn't say impossible, but I don't think it's always super healthy to be completely independent of any help. I would say not becoming dependent on one person could be, obviously that could be something to think about there. But I do think, I think that kind of also boils down to this idea that we, we need to be the owner or responsible for our own health and our own happiness and our own mental health. When we pass the buck and we give control to someone else, that means we're not in control. And then we just blow with the wind. We don't set our sails, you know, all dead fish go with the flow. I like to say, right? So you need to like own that. You need to be willing to take the responsibility for your own mental health. Um, that means if you need to get help, you go find a therapist or you go get a life coach or you you do research or listen to podcasts or you do some work on yourself um, so you're not completely dependent. We do, we do rely on our outside uh, influences to dictate some of how we feel, but it shouldn't certainly be all of it. So I think that was a really good point to make. Um, 
Another one said, my foods, daily exercise, having adequate techniques to help um, sh- uh, like shake me out of when something pulls me out of good headspace. Oh, I really like this one. So I asked, you know, I want to hear about these techniques. And, um, and so I did ask, and this is what she responded. She says, I've learned a few from therapy to help me come back to the right mind rather than when anxiety or depression try to take my mind to less conscious places, so to say. Um, I usually either do one or five senses, identifying senses in the present to bring your mind to the more calm state. And I've gotten a lot better at identifying what I can and can't control in situations. And identifying what I can control helps me be able to make decisions in a healthier and less flight or fight way. Oh, I love this. And I'm so happy she shared that because um, I do, you know, a lot of meditation and I have some other podcasts talking about meditation. The reason I like meditation it is learning how to control your mind and your thoughts. Um, often it's about being present. I've said this before, but anxiety usually is caused from either the past or we're worrying about the future. But if we live in our present day, that's when we're the happiest. If you're being in the moment, unless you're really having a crappy day, I guess that's not true. But in, in the same sentence, you can change that and you can, you know, sometimes you just have to stop, take a deep breath and feel the air going into your lungs. Like today is a beautiful day. You can look for the beauty in every day. You know, I'm big on the gratitude journal thing. And I think for me, that has one of the that for me has the one of the biggest impacts on my mental health is looking for the positive in every day. So it's hard to boil it down to one thing for me, but that's a big thing for me. Anyway, so I really like that identifying the senses part that she talked about because it does keep us present, and sometimes we have a hard time with that. So um, another person mentioned sobriety and, uh, meditation. And I love that because meditation obviously is something I just touched on. Uh, and then obviously a peek into his life and what he's dealt with there. But obviously if you're, if you're able to, there's probably a whole, that's probably a very loaded answer. I kind of want to go, let me hear about this situation and how you've recovered. Um, but definitely something to think about there especially if you deal with those things. Again, it's taking that into control. Sobriety comes with a lot of work uh, for people that have struggled with that. So uh, that could be a whole new podcast. (laughs) So, oh, another one, a good night's sleep. Again, sleep has come up. Uh, I thought that was so interesting. I asked a different question on Facebook a while ago. It's like if you had to break down healthy living into five areas, a lot of people said sleep. And it just kind of brought to mind that, you know, how well am I doing on my sleep? And, you know, it's not about always getting to bed early enough. It's quieting your mind enough to go to sleep. That's my problem is my mind hits the pillow and I think. So, um, but sleep, definitely valuable and important for mental health. Another person uh, mentioned when I stopped watching the news. And I thought that's really funny because... I don't watch a ton of the news. I mean, I do keep up with some of the latest stories, especially related to what I'm interested in. And um, that's kind of how I, I I don't know, navigate the news because it can be a downer. So I often will do like a Google alert for things I really want to hear about. And then obviously I just ignore the rest probably. I don't know if that's always the best thing, 
But I definitely think sometimes it can cause anxiety. But one thing I will say is you are control. You are in control of how you respond to negative news. Um, but sometimes it just is a downer than just like avoid it altogether. Sort of is sad that that's how it is. But I think that goes along with like mental health also goes along with, you know, what are you allowing in your mind? What music are you listening to? What movies are you watching? You know, often when I'm watching a movie, if I just don't get good vibes from the beginning, this is why I probably don't watch horror. I did watch Stranger Things, however, because it was interesting. It was kind of scary at first, but not after a while. But if I just don't have a good vibe and it that movie doesn't make me want to be a better person, I usually just change it. <laughs> I like things that are like romantic comedies are my favorite. Things that make me laugh. So you do control your environment in that regard. Decide what you're going to allow your body or your mind to be exposed to. And so news is something you have to consider, you know, maybe, maybe not having, listen to having, you know, and especially, I don't know about you guys, but some days I'm a little more vulnerable than other days. So maybe that's a day I, you know, I may not want to handle this or that. Some days maybe, you know, just control that, I guess. Um, again, another person said time to myself. Uh, it allows me to decompress, relax, and recharge. I am 100% in agreement with that. Uh, that definitely helps. And it's interesting because uh, one of the, the people I life coach told me, he's like, I need physical, not physical interaction, but I need, well, physical interaction in the sense that he needs to be around other people. Like for his mental health, he's not feeling good if he's with himself all the time. He needs that an interaction with others. He feeds on that positive energy. So that could be one way or another for you. Or maybe for a lot of people, I think it's a mix. For me, it's a mix. I get a lot from other people, but I also need time to myself. Uh, I like for the same reasons he said was, um, you know, decompress to relax, to recharge. I like to kind of mull through, you know, and re rehash what I went through that day. That's why the gratitude journal is so valuable for me. I think I told you that I, I do have a podcast on it. So if you want to listen, but I, um, write it down on my phone and then I read that before I go to bed every night. Uh, and it's what I end my day with. And it's usually something that I often have like affirmations that I do in the morning. I do a little bit of meditation and movement and stretching. And so however you want to start your day, it's really up to you. And those things help me with mental health. So uh, another person said, just like what I'm saying, he said, other people. Yes, absolutely. And other people in the sense that I'm sure that you could all list some people. And, and I don't think this is a bad idea for you to do is list the people that bring you up and you feel better when you're around them. And maybe list, maybe you don't have to list them out. I don't know. <laughs> you have to decide how you want to do this, but be aware for sure. There are maybe people that take a lot more energy that don't always leave you feeling quite as peppy as others so find yourself that tribe of people around you that support you or your support network of people that build you up people that genuinely care about you that um, are happy for your successes and that you know it's very dangerous to be around toxic people that don't really have your back they may seem like it and so be careful with that I think that's you know the feeding off positive energy being around the right kinds of people, I think can be very good for mental health. Um, another one, he said, uh, what you put into your body and mind, how you move your body and the stories you tell yourself good or bad. Oh, I love this. Um, 
I love what he says here. I have actually worked with this, this individual and, uh, very, very dedicated to a healthy mind and body. Uh, very good example there. And I love that he talked about self-talk really, um, what we tell ourselves, we believe, unfortunately. So if you know, if you don't feel like you have a good outlook on life, it's probably because you're not talking to yourself in a way um, that that allows yourself grace. Uh, if you're beating yourself up for something that you've done or you're not perfect, and a lot of people are really hard on themselves, and I've had my bouts of this in my life, and I've had to take a good hard look at what I tell myself. And so if you're struggling in areas and you you know, don't like yourself in whatever areas you got to work on those areas because what you're telling yourself, you will believe, and it changes the outlook you have on life and then how, and which has a ripple effect to everything and everyone you engage with. So, you know, deciding what you're telling yourself and of course making it good. And, and maybe, maybe you need a dose of kicking your own self in your own pants, right? To get a little bit better. Love that. Very good for mental health. Um, the next one says getting enough sleep, eating healthy, physical exercise. I guess if I had to choose my top would be getting enough sleep. Again, that sleep thing came up. So, you know, it's interesting. I know how important sleep is, but that's not the first thing that came to my mind. But I thought, well, how functional am I if I'm not getting the sleep I need? There's just so many facets of healthy living and mental health. And I love that they brought this to my attention. I guess that's why I ask these questions. It's like, yeah. Um, I love, love to bounce ideas off of my friends because they bring new light to something that maybe I didn't think of as much. Um, another one said choosing the right people to associate with that is my sister. And I for sure hundred percent agree with her. Um, no energy suckers. We don't need people that take our uh, energy away. Again, it's surrounding ourselves with nurturing people to help us blossom is what I like to think. So Another one put um, healing from childhood trauma. And I think that it's the way for most people to be honest, whether they know it or not. I love this one. Um, I think all of us have experienced trauma in some way or another, whether it be a childhood trauma, whether it be as an adult trauma, whether it be a death, you know, grief. Grief has lots of forms. And I know we talked about that a little bit on some of the other podcasts, but I think this is a big one. And this kind of leads me to this idea of, you know, when is it right to have a therapist? When is it right to have a life coach? Is it right to have both? I know for me in my personal life, I think therapy can be valuable in some regard. And then life coaching can be uh, good in some regard. And really the difference there is uh, focusing therapy, focusing on past trauma and dealing with it to move forward. Life coaching is more of like, Let's um, set goals for our life. Let's get more out of living. Um, so there's kind of a little bit of different focus there. I've, you know, I'm on the life coaching spectrum, trying to keep people like uh, growing and getting better and reaching their potential. So, but that is interesting. You do have to sometimes, you know, we bury the hatchet and we really need to to dig it up and get things resolved. So it's not pulling off a bandaid to a wound. So that's a really good point. Um, another one, uh, daily exercise, good nutrition, well-rested, and scripture, um, uh, reading scriptures, good books before bed. Love that. So these are more than one thing, people. Lots of things. But no, it all, it all ties in. So really good point there. Another one, sleep and job. I like to 
talk about your job a little bit. So everybody has a different job. I've found over the years, especially with with the life coaching particularly, a lot of people are not happy in their job. (laughs) And sometimes it's more than just a perspective, you know, okay, change your perspective and just embrace what you have. And we can tell people that all we want. But you may not be in a groove that is your jam, that is your passion. I am. I love, love, love my job. And it makes it easy to get up every day and do what I do. Um, I can't say every day is wonderful. And there are things that are hard about my job, like anyone. But you spend so much time working, um, make sure it's the job you want or like. If you don't like your job, you can keep complaining about it or you can change it. And it's not that easy. I get it. It's not easy to change a job. It could be very difficult, especially if you have a lot of education that you had to get for it. But if you can't change maybe your job, because of that, then make sure that your hobbies are fulfilling. Make sure they're giving you the things that you want. And if you need help figuring that out, that's where life coaching comes in handy or talking with friends. There's lots of ways to boil it down to what really are your passions. I think some people's passions are like mine was very obvious my whole life. I loved health. I was teaching people how healthy onions were in junior high. So like I was crazy. I've always loved this. I knew my passion. I knew my area. Not everybody has it so obvious. So it may be something you have to do some work and you need to search and you need to figure it out. Uh, Another person indicated pain. So again, the question we were asking is what one thing do you feel has the biggest impact on your mental health? And again, this is one of these questions, you know, answers here, pain There could be so many caveats here that we could go through, but I think it's important to think about like, it is something that deals it, you deal with it mentally. If you're in with chronic pain, especially, I don't know, uh, it depends on the situation for people, but chronic pain can have a huge impact on your mental health. And with that said, I just want to say you often don't know when people are having chronic pain. Maybe they have arthritis and they're just always in pain. And it's it does affect how they're acting and how they engage with others. So when somebody's being prickly or kind of sharp, it's not always easy. You should call them out. You should set boundaries. But also understand that where they may be coming from that you don't even know. It's kind of like um, road rage driving. When somebody cuts you off and they're in a rush to get somewhere... Would you feel differently if you if you discovered that the person in the back seat had an emergency and they were, you know, they cut off their finger and they're trying to get to the hospital? Would you feel a little different if someone cut you off in that regard? Or, you know, we often are quick to get angry with someone not knowing their circumstance. So I think keep in mind that uh, if they are dealing with a chronic pain or some kind of pain, it could be emotional that they may take it out on us a little more but it has nothing to do with us right and so thinking about you know I don't know it's always best to be kind it's not always easy Um, maybe we're in a rush and and we take it personal but just I don't know just some thoughts on that Um, another one obviously a cycling advocate put cycling uh absolutely and again there's that exercise right where we feel really good when we're getting exercise so Obviously, there's some common threads here, people, to what is good for mental health. And if you don't have these things incorporated into your life, then maybe it's time to kind of reevaluate where we're spending our time. So um, another one said, my bed. Oh, man, I love my bed. And I, (laughs) 
I so wish I could take more naps, right? I wish we had more time in the day. I'd take, if we had more, one more hour, that should be my next question. If you have one more hour in the day, what would you do with it? I am totally going to post that. Um, anyway, that will be interesting uh, to see what people say on that one. Uh, I'll have to go to my Facebook page if you want to answer that question and, and um, definitely let's see what other people think of that. Sunshine. Oh, yes. I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram about, uh, you know, I had knee surgery and I wasn't able to lift as much as I wanted or do things you know, outside or run and stuff. And so I just was feeling down and it's because I'm used to being outside with my friends a lot in the sunshine. So I was still exercising what I could do, just like I tell my athletes is focus on what you can do, right? Uh, I was doing weight training inside. I was limited on running and stuff, but I discovered it was the sunshine I was missing. So I uh, did my workout. I had my help, my uh, kids help me bring out my weights. And I did my weight training outside in the sunshine on a yoga mat. And oh my goodness, what a difference in my mood. And I think this is why we get this seasonal depression that people face in the winter. And we're, it's November now. We're going right into the winter. It's Utah, northern Utah. And we've already had snow here. So definitely a little dose of sunshine really helps you mentally feel better um all right productivity 100 percent. yes um i think when we waste our time we certainly don't feel mentally healthy right for me um i'm a fairly organized person and one of the things i do is i write myself a little note of chronologically what i'm going to be doing the next day this keeps me focused because i can certainly go on tangents and sometimes it doesn't go as planned right we have to have some flexibility I always tell my athletes the best athletes are the ones that are flexible and I think you do have to be able to go with the flow and change things as we need to but that's helped me stay productive like I have a list of things I need to get done every day and I want to prioritize what are the things most important I know some things today I wanted to do I've moved to a different day because I have other things I need to do today. So I still prioritize those things, but today I have different priorities than I might the next day. So something to think about. Productivity for mental health, absolutely. I, um, this, oh gosh, this is another one. Um, Neurofeedback saved my life, someone mentioned. And so, wow, that could be a whole new podcast. That is such an interesting topic. Um, we won't go into it a lot here, but definitely something to think about, especially if this is something you might need. Uh, again, it's finding the help that you might need mentally. If you, you know, we can't do this alone. Life is not about being alone. And can we be encouraged? We ultimately, we have to do it ourselves, right? Not alone though. We can have the help. We can find the support system that we need. And so getting things to help you is good. Okay, another one, exercise specifically in nature. And I would say for some people, that's a yes for sure. Other people, nature is icky. I don't understand that because I'm totally a nature therapy person. And again, it's the sunshine, I think, and being out in nature. And there's just something that makes me happy. And I'll just share this with you. Maybe this is a little nerdy thing, but uh, we have ivy that sort of grew over our bedroom window. And um, every morning, there's a nest in there all year round. And I don't want to cut it. I don't want to cut the ivy down because it 
there's nests in there and there's little birds in there. Every morning, even in the winter, I can hear the birds in there. I can hear the little chirping and it just makes me happy. And I know some people would be totally annoyed by that, but I love it. I love to hear the little birds chirping. Um, so I'm a nature girl. And if you're a nature girl, absolutely find yourself in nature. You need to make time to be in nature. Um, bad or good things that happen is another comment that I got. Absolutely. Um, whether we like it or not, our outside, uh, our outside influences will impact our health. And really what it is, is often how we respond to it. So every one of us probably has triggers, especially if you've dealt with trauma before you have triggers. And so you have to learn how to emotionally handle those triggers so knowing what is a good and bad thing for you that you may be exposed to you can do some work on that some pre-work so that when those things come they are not so difficult and you can handle them a little bit better we always have unexpected things but again it's that uh, being flexible and and being able to adapt to our surroundings that makes us resilient so that's something to think about Uh, Another one was um, social support or a support system. Again, we talked about that. You, you have every, uh, you have all full control over that. Now with that, I did want to talk a touch about some of us can control most of our support system, but you may or may not have somebody in your family that's difficult. Um, I bet you everyone listening in is snickering right now because there's somebody probably in your life that you can't just kick out of your life that you have you have to deal with you have to deal with maybe things that you don't always want to deal with and whether you like it or not they're sort of support your support system or maybe not you know sometimes it's a frenemy situation um but definitely you you can surround yourself more with those supportive people and you that may help you with dealing with some of the people that you have to deal with just because you have to just a thought. We could totally go on a tangent. That could be a whole new podcast, but it's something to think about. Another person wrote getting enough sleep. So again, sleep is this common th- thread. Could, do you notice the common threads like um, sleep, exercise? Um, I like the the next one. I really like too. Nobody mentioned this one is cleanliness of my house. And that, oh my goodness, that's so true. Recently, I've recently been really starting to just go through stuff, you know, when you just meet this point in your life where you're like, I have, you know, we've lived in this, that my husband, and I've lived in this house for like so many years and we, we moved into the same house before we had kids. My oldest is almost 23. So we've lived here a long time and you accumulate crap. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like done with it. Like I am done with having so much stuff and we don't need that much stuff. And so I'm kind of getting rid of stuff, which is awesome. And it's very, it feels really good mentally. Cause I think it's interesting. Cause I watched, um, I have a friend that does organizational seminars and stuff. And she talked about this mind clutter often becomes house clutter. And I thought, Oh, that is so interesting and so true. So I'm really glad that, that somebody made a comment on cleanliness of your house, because I think that there's a tie to how you're feeling mentally. And I guess I'm ready to mentally cleanse, you know, and I, I'm ready to get rid of stuff. We just have too much stuff. And if you're in that same boat, it's like, Hey, it is very freeing. We just took a big old load to the DI and it's like, there's going to be more big old loads because there's just no need to keep this, you know, for, you know, hoping that maybe one day you'll use it. If you haven't used it in the last 10 years, you're not going to use it. So anyway, so 
those are some of the comments uh, that were shared with me that I thought were just so interesting. And so, yeah, uh, those are the things to maybe consider with your mental health. Again, everybody listening in, you're going to have different things that are important to you. But I thought those were just interesting and things maybe I hadn't thought about as much. And it really got me thinking. So I really appreciate you guys that tune into my questions and stuff because it is really interesting. If you have a different podcast you want to hear. I absolutely love to hear back from you. I've uh, taken some really good suggestions already and done some podcasts. So I, I love to hear you, your comments and I, I love to hear from you. So until next time, live well. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. Be sure and check the show notes for resources or links that we mentioned in the show. You can also find them on my website at blonderunner.com. B-L-O-N-D-E-R-U-N-N-E-R.com. You can also find me on Instagram at theblondrunner with an E and Coach Laura Erickson, and that's L-O-R-A. Before you forget, I hope that you will... Um, follow this podcast and like it so you don't miss an episode. Also, it really helps if you leave a review so other people can find it um, and share it with your friends. Until next time, live well.